hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Breakdown, where we... <laughs> I'm checking Facebook while I need his intros. I said, okay. are you ready? Yeah. Oh, man. I thought I'd had a countdown or something. See, sometimes, if you've never watched this on Facebook, you or not <laughs> on Facebook, on YouTube, you, you really need to watch It's just one time to see... What the heck goes on behind the screen? Anyways, welcome to The Breakdown. I'm so excited that you've chosen to join us. Whether you are watching on YouTube or you're listening wherever you consume your favorite podcast, a.k.a. ours. Where do you? Where do you? If you're going to go to podcasting, where Apple. do you? You go Apple? Yeah, Apple just, Podcast? It's easy because it stays across the I think the board. I do Apple, too. But I Are they on Spotify? We're on Spotify. We're on we? everything. We're on everything. We're on Deezer, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. But does anybody go... To anything other than Spotify or Apple? Mm, yeah, I could look on the analytics and show you. Wow. No, very Welcome. few. Very, very few. few. But we got some hardcore podcasts. That's exactly right. Love it. So, so, I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry. Continue with your wonderful intro. No, I think that was it. That was it? That was it. Darn. I know. We're sitting down once again with Pastor Nick. If you're brand new, hey, thanks for joining us wherever you're listening and or watching from. Each and every week, uh, we sit down as pastors on staff at Calvary Chapel, Lake of the Ozarks, in beautiful Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri. And we uh, we talk about really anything and everything. Right now, they're pertaining kind of following the sermon from Sunday, but... When we don't rabbit hole, it That's does. exactly right. And we can make a hard shift. One day, it could just oh, be like, man. Nick, where do you stand on... Fill in the blank. I was gonna say, shoot, give me give me a topic. <laughs> no, because you'll go, you'll dive right I'll in. I'll dive right so in. Like, like, I'll tell you right now. Um, so if you uh, if if you're new, uh, um, yeah, welcome. I don't know where I was going with that. If you're new, welcome. If you're not, welcome back to the show. Thanks for continuing to listen. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like a, a lot of people of... are loving it. Seriously, we we hear week in and week out. Are you surprised? <laughs> Sorry, I just you, had to... you had to see the look on his face for that. Go to the YouTube and yeah. just follow along. But no, we hear week in and week out as people are really appreciating what we're doing. It's been fun. Even just the conversational aspect. I know my wife has said that a couple times now. I just feel like I'm just hanging out talking. I bring the looks, you bring the smarts. <laughs> What's that say about me? Anyways, we're going to die. Would you rather be, yeah, would you rather, what, what are those would you rather? Would you rather be like the smartest person in the room or the best looking person in the room? Um, yes. I'm neither in I any room I walk into. Uh, false. In this room right now, you are the smartest person in the room. Unless the topic of technology comes up, I might edge you out yeah, just slightly. Maybe. But probably not. Probably not. Probably no, not. No, you would. You would. Totally. Well, not. hey, we're going to talk about this past Sunday's sermon. If you haven't had a chance to watch or listen to it, that's absolutely okay. It's not required. Yeah. It definitely helps shape the conversation. Just another ear tickler. That's like, oh gosh, not even, no, not even close. <laughs> Although a lot of what you did, I don't want to say that you regurgitated because that's not true. That makes it sound like you like you didn't prep a sermon, but there was a lot of things because we've done the conversation three weeks ago now because we talked a lot about Spirit of the Antichrist yeah. uh, three weeks ago. And so mm -hmm. you you kind of dove into that a little bit more, uh, a little bit more um, that's just in the sermon. John's writing and he's bringing those kind of topics yeah. up. You know, he's kind of cyclical. You know, I'm doing a hand motion if you're not watching on YouTube. If, if you if you can't see, that's uh I, I believe that's a very smart, sophisticated word for circular, circular circle. Cyclical. And so he he'll say a lot of those kind of similar things and he's he's kinda like throwing out a point and defending that point and showing like and that's where we get to it. So it's it, he's saying the same few things but in different ways because yeah. he wants us to understand the fullness of this. Yeah. You know. He's not regurgitating the same thing, but he's bringing up things that have already been yep. discussed, talked about, brought forth. Yep. Yep. Cool. 
Well, the sermon we're going to talk about, if you haven't listened to it and you want to, you can check it out on our website, cclotoorg slash messages. Uh, it's entitled, He Who Is In You, uh, where we dove into 1 John chapter 4, the first six verses. So, um, sandwiched in between what seems like, not what seems, what, what is the explanation of loving one another, yep. and then moving on to God is love is this seemingly out of place grouping of verses on testing the spirits. Yeah. Um, and so you you talk about one of the comparisons you made on Sunday was to talk about the different inspections and or checkups that we consider everyday run of the mill mundane normal in mm-hmm. our world today. But you you compared that and you made this kind of shift. You know we get inspections on our vehicles, on our houses, on our bodies. But why do we not test or examine everything that pertains to the most important thing? Mm-hmm. So. You know, we get that little slip in the mail and it's got our, hey, you need to get your car inspected or you can't drive it again. Just did that, actually. Did you really? Yeah, yeah that's really. a fun process. You know, and honestly, I wonder if that's why we don't with our faith. Just, oh, it's not like there, there's no reminder requirement. There's no reminder. There's no requirement. And it's a hassle, just like all the other ones are. They just have reminders and requirements. I don't want to pay the ticket if I get yeah, pulled over. Or I don't exactly. want my roof caving in on me. Because you know, think about that. Like, if you did not have to inspect your car to have it licensed, would you? How many people would and how many people would just let it go? I, I don't care if my car's safe. Like, <laughs> it's, I'm only carrying my family. I'm, it, well, I'm, I don't no, 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 my car. Like, I don't care if the truck blows up while I'm driving in it. My wife's car, on the other hand, you I would, would take, take yeah, like that yeah. one would be because I have no medical, mecha- medical, sorry, <laughs> mechanical I don't have any medical experience. Here, put a Band-Aid on it. Um, I have no mechanical experience. I, I, I approach yeah. uh, mechanical things the same way I do medical things. Just go talk to somebody smarter yeah. than me. Because I just wonder with our, within our faith, then, are, do we see that as a hassle? I, I don't want that. I just want that dude up there mm. who's went to the school just like a mechanic. I just yep. want the guy that's been trained to tell me yes or no and how much is it going to cost me. And it seems, and, and we do the same thing with the mechanic. Mm. How little can we do? And it passed inspection or how little can we do? And it's safe to drive. Like I've, when we went over there to get our cars inspected, which was right across the street from the church, which is so nice that it's so close. Like there was somebody in there and they're like, the mechanic comes out and he's like, all right, you got three issues going on one, two or three. And the person literally said, what needs to be fixed so that I can drive it? Like, and, and didn't even say safe or not like, Bare minimum, get bare back minimum. On the road. What do we need to do? And do we do the same thing with our faith then? One hundred percent. You know, talking monkey up there, Pastor. Tell me what's the least amount that I have to do to input with the highest return, get mm-hmm. me back out on the road. Yeah. What it, like? I wonder if there's a sense that it's the same kind of way. Because I hate taking like the car license. I remember we when we bought houses, having yep. to do the house inspections, and then you get this like massive detail of everything that's wrong. And it's like, yep. look how nitpicky they're being, and why does that even matter? Well, the moment that you start, you know, repairing your house because of that one small little thing you didn't get it, it taken care of, it turns into a huge thing. Same thing with like, oh, your blood pressure is a little bit high. Oh, I don't care. I'm gonna just keep doing what I'm doing. It's like now you're having a stroke. It's, We're like, yeah. well, you know, it's, those are the warning signs and they're going to start small, but they're going to obviously just keep going bigger if they're not addressed. Yeah. And, and you, you can see this in our faith because how many times do we just kind of coast until crisis and opportunity hit? Yeah. Um, which never, they always go hand in hand and yeah. they're never fun. And usually it's because it's not a matter of wants. Mm. It's a matter of will. Yeah. You know, you hear those people that maybe let's go with the lifestyle of just like physical health and they are 
just massively not healthy physically. Yeah. And it's not until like we had a friend who didn't live the best lifestyle health wise, kind of eat, drink, whatever that he wanted. And it wasn't until he was in the ICU and the um, doctor comes over to his mom, shakes her hand and says, your son's only alive because you fought for him. Like he, mm-hmm. he almost died of like diabetes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, metabolic ketoacidosis. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Right there, there you go. There it is. That's been a hot minute since I know I what that is. Thank you, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Hilliard Technical Center, for giving me a nursing degree, and that's how I learned what it was. I could have just watched Grey's Anatomy. Um, but, no, I mean, and so, but then after that, that's what provided the motivation to get healthy, to eat right, lose weight. And so he started after the whole hospital visit being on a lot of meds for diabetes, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And because of uh, change of lifestyle, diet, exercise, and um, just life, on no meds anymore, yeah. doing great. And it's like, sometimes we need that rock bottom yep. moment yep. to really change us. Cause we could say all day long, yeah, I really don't like this, but it's like, I don't have that motivation yet to do, to make the change, to put in the work to whatever mm-hmm. it is, because I haven't hit that moment yet. I don't have the motivation to go to the gym. <laughs> I am fully embracing my father figure. <laughs> Your I'm father o- figure. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Well, Mr. Over here just finished 75 hard 70, today. T- yeah. You were done. Well, I guess you yesterday was my last, last day, day. So this morning I woke up. So you're free. I'm free. And I haven't had anything like I wanted a, I wanted a uh, fried hot out of the grease glazed donut. That's all I wanted. Yep. Right. And we actually was going to surprise me yeah. at work with one. Both donut places that we know of are closed today. That was the Lord's divine <laughs> intervention. Probably. Because you probably would have keeled over dead after oh, 75. I haven't had added sugar in 75 days. I, I had added sugar seven and a half seconds ago. <laughs> I live on added Welcome sugar. to the breakdown. Oh, my God. How much sugar have you had today? No. <laughs> it's a requirement. Okay. You, you were still reading. Where were we at? We were talking about inspecting our our houses, our cars. Our houses, our medical. cars, our bodies. And why don't we inspect the thing that matters the most? Yeah. Because mm. when you think about, like, I think one of the things I said that you were reading earlier, just as we were just briefly talking about, hey, where we're going, you know, God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Mm, that's literally my next point. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, there we go. See, I was paying attention. Quote, unquote. So far, you're word for word. Keep going. So if God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness, then we have a very real no, enemy, we're done. Satan. We're <laughs> no, we're You're done. close. You're there. Period. Air. <laughs> Satan will counterfeit everything that pertains to life and godliness. Mm, yeah. And you know how much hate mail I've already gotten from this sermon? Because I compared Coke and Pepsi. Yeah, my wife and I from, were one of them. I mean, from in 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 the sanctuary, people like booed me. Yeah. Don't say I, stupid stuff from the stage. Like Pepsi is nasty. No, Pepsi's delicious. No, Stick to the Bible. Whatever. Nowhere in scripture is there a Greek word for Pepsi. That sugar carbonation that was that was not that was not Jesus's first miracle was to turn Pepsi into Coke. I'm sorry, it was water into wine. I not a big fan of the Pepsi. Not a big fan of the Pepsi. And so when I use that comparison, like the hatred that happened, it's really funny how fickle we are. Is oh my goodness, the human race. Yeah, like we'll let doctrinal things go, we'll let stupid things go, but don't talk Pepsi, about my favorite drink. Don't you talk uh-huh. about the Pepsi? It was slapia. But we have to be ready for that. And and that's the thing of like knowing, I knowing, I knowing. I know right? it. Okay. Hey, remember when we used to have grammar and, oh. and, and English Boy, have we class? fallen. I know that diet and exercise is going to produce in me 
if I have a consistency in it, a better, healthy lifestyle. Yeah. I know that. Yep. But I don't want to do it. <laughs> I was waiting for the butt because I'm like. That's what 75 hard about wasn't really the diet, the exercising. The, it, it was literally a mental discipline to do the things that you don't want to do. I don't want to do this. And I would tell myself that. I don't, I don't want to go downstairs and do another 45-minute workout. It's not convenient. It's not easy. Yeah. It's not fun. And then like 75 hard Nick said, I don't care. Go downstairs and do it. Where fat Nick, <laughs> lazy Nick would say, I don't want to do this anymore. 95% of people don't succeed in 75 hard. And, and so I had these like two inner monologues fighting and it's like, I don't want to do this. And I really had to look at myself and say, I don't care. Mm. And I think it's Jocko Willink. He talks about it's short-term thinking versus long-term thinking. Short-term thinking is like, yes, I want the donut, eat it now, have the immediate satisfaction, immediate, uh, what do they call it? Instant gratification. gratification. There it is. You know, long-term thinking is I'm not going to eat the donut. I'm going to consistently work out I'm, because I know in the long-term that's going to produce what I'm wanting. But you have to be able to say no to all the short-term little things. And I think, I think, I, I feel, I believe, when you look at our faith, you know, we operate now today with eternity in mind mm -hmm. and the things that I'm doing now, the normal everyday little things, how I address my wife in the morning, how I engage my kids, how I talk to staff, how I, you know, yeah. all those little things are producing in me for something that's far greater could be tomorrow, could be, but it's a, it's more of a long term because yeah. I'm working with eternity in mind instead of, what does today really matter? Like it's Valentine's day. What's it really matter? How, what, what I do is like God going to be really that upset. It's like, and, and we think that way, like, is it really going to matter if I don't brush my teeth today? Probably not. I don't or, want you near me if you don't. Yeah, tr true. <laughs> but nor does it mean anything if you brush your teeth today, right? Like what's it matter if you brush your teeth today? The consistency of brushing your teeth for two minutes, twice a day. It's the consistency you know, because we, this is, uh, you judge me if you want. I don't care. I was a kid. Here we go. Buckle we up. only brushed our teeth oh, like gosh. the morning we went to the dentist. Like, I remember. That's not going to fix the five years yeah, of Exactly. Lack of and that's, a, uh, hey, real quick, brush real your quick. teeth. We're going to the dentist. I'm like, what's that's a toothbrush? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so we had like one and we all had to share it. No, oh, she's stop. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, but honestly, like, don't we do that with our faith a little mm. bit? Like, cramming oh, for quick. the test. Yeah, Cram we're cramming mm -hmm. for the test because, you know, if you cram for the test, you don't remember anything after you take the test. You're cramming just for the grade on the test. Yeah. But you're not, you're not trying to learn to grow in your knowledge and understanding. You're just trying to pass a grade, yeah. your class, a test. And, and honestly, how many times do we cram our faith into, oh, here, I, I got an hour and a half for you, Pastor. Like, you know, pour it in and then I'm going to go out and live however yeah. or you know, the prayer of repentance that we have on the way to church, like got to get right with the Lord about to see him, you know, I don't want to die when I walk in the building. Yeah. <laughs> Struck dead. It's getting really warm in here. Is it just me or <sighs> is everybody else sinning? No, <laughs> no, it's just you. It's just, me. it's just you. And so we have to be able to inspect and look. And that's, I think the part that hit me the most was, you know, Paul, Paul, John, John wrote first good, John. Good guess. Well, you would be right with most of the New Testament. This is not one of those books. <laughs> one little slip up and they never let it live you down. John says, you know, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. And we also need to test ourselves. Mm. You know, we really need like a the little one we forget about. Oh, yeah. We want to test everyone and everything Everybody else. But else. don't question me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is is the pastor preaching perfect doctrine? Probably not. Nobody has perfect doctrine. But don't we don't want what doctrine to, is. Yeah. But we don't want to look at ourselves and say, Am I truly living out um being the hands and the feet of Jesus? Am I really is my faith really as important as what I say it mm. is? Or am I just a part of the masquerade and I just put on the mask, I act like everything's fine. You know, am I this whitewashed tomb? You know, am I clean? this cup that's clean on the outside, but on the insides is full of yuck and filth and whatever. It's like, sometimes we have to test ourselves because again, this is the most important thing. Like if we're ever going to get something right, let's get this right. You know? So like you said, I might not always have the safest car. (laughs) My house might have a crack in its foundation, but I know for sure my salvation is secure in Christ. Mm. And I know for sure what he wants to see in my life. And that's what I want to get right. You know, cause there's nothing worse than um, being perfectly good at what doesn't matter. But I like being perfectly good at what doesn't matter. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. we're going to take the things that don't matter at all, and I want to be really good at those. Because they're the easier, the, the short-term thinkings. That's not the long-term thinking um, with eternity in our mind and our hearts. We're thinking about the here and the now. There's something I... So you're Googling something over there. No, no, no. I'm scared. No, there's something from your sermon. I was trying to find it because as I was writing, there was something you said that stood out to me and I wanted to quote it verbatim. Verbatim. And this is what happens when you don't write it down. Oh, I'm man, it's going to drive notes. me crazy. Are you, do you have my notes? That's there? what I'm looking at. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. looking at my notes? Because I know like I that's where I pulled the quote from. Mm, it's going to drive me crazy. What What part? Uh, You were talking about... Here it is. Here we go. So towards, the suspense is killing us here. We're waiting. So this was this was super helpful for me because you pulled some of what uh, Shannon O'Dell, who spoke at our marriage night on Friday, great said. job, Shannon great, O'Dell. Great hey, job. Hey, if you like podcasts, romance uncensored, Shannon O'Dell, plug. go. Okay, so good. Sh- there you go. All right, go. Um, on. So one of the things that he said, which I think stuck out to you and a lot of us on staff, was the what we going. cover, God will uncover. What we uncover, God will cover. Which I love that because you went on to explain kind of behind it, and, and so did you know, um, so did he that night. But you said, which I had never thought about this: if we want to be sincere, if we want to be genuine, and you, what do you remember when you said this? What you, you compared it with the uh, pottery? The pottery. If you want to be without wax, that's yep. what that word "sincere" came from. Which, if you don't know anything about pottery, and Here you we don't, go. are we geeking out on some let's pottery go. right now? Pottery class. And I mentioned the movie Ghost, and it was hilarious how like four people understood what I was. Oh, I immediately when you, you know started talking about pottery, the first thing I went to my mind was Patrick Swayze, just the, Demi yep, Moore, yep. making this some pottery. Moment, hey, it's Valentine's it's, Day. <laughs> Take your wife to a pottery making spinning. They call it pottery spinning. Pottery. Pot- Isn't that what they, you put the pottery on the disc and then you you make it? I have no idea. Oh, you should. <laughs> you actually didn't do your, your diligence uh, yeah. your research. Oh, we're not ready for Valentine's Day, are we? <laughs> So, so the uh, potter back in the day, like pottery is big business in the Bible times. Huge. Now, you know, it's crazy. Okay. Probably uh, not. Small, small rabbit trail. Um, ceramics. Yeah. Pottery, whatever, is one of the leading ways that we date biblical archaeology. Yep. That I actually didn't know. Isn't that crazy? So it's like, because we know just like uh, fashion. Oh yeah. That, you know, bell bottoms were the seventies, eighties were... Uh, the dark ages of nasty Jinko jeans. No, Jinko jeans oh, were the nineties. They were the nineties. Eighties were like 
big hair. And I didn't like anything about the 80s. I was born in 85. I am not an 80s kid. Big hair, horrible music, makeup bands. I No, like just skip over the 80s. Are you just jealous because you don't have hair? That, I would rather have no hair than <laughs> 80s hair. Like, I'll just call it like that. And so ceramics were the same way. They had different styles. And so that's how they would date things. And it's really cool. So when they dig down and they can tell how old a site is and how long that. Based on the pottery. Based on the pottery or whatever. So anyway, so pottery, big business in this day, a, a good potter, an honest potter, he would make pottery. And you have to put it in the kiln. You got to fire it up, whatever. And a lot of times it'll crack. And that's not like a he did something wrong. I mean, sometimes, but. It is a natural process. It just a natural. Yep. It just happens, right? And a good potter would just throw it out. Yep. Which is a whole other sermon about the potter's field that mm. Jesus' blood money bought. And nothing grows in a potter's field. My wife, she's like, I never knew that, and so she geeked out on her own researching that that's a little cool. bit the other night or whatever. And she was like, I never knew that. And I was like, that's yeah, cool. And so he would throw it out, but like, and he would just start over. And so his pottery would cost a little bit more because he's got to try two, or three times the exactly broken pieces. Yep. yep. Um, and he's going to have less pieces because he's only going to make so many. And so a, a dishonest potter, they would take it and it's like, all right, it's got a crack in it. And they would fill it with wax. And then paint over it. And then paint over it. And it's like, and so that word sincere, let it be, you know, out of Philippians 1, meaning pure, um, it means without wax. And so if you were buying pottery, you would hold it up against the light of the sun and the sun would reveal any of those imperfections. It would reveal, oh, there's, there's a wax filled mm-hmm. crack right there. And so these potters used to put the, the word, you know, in their language sincere. So people knew like, oh, this is pottery without wax. Like it's been checked. It's whole. Yeah. And so the idea is for us to test ourselves, like we need to put ourselves up against the light of Christ, not of anybody else. I don't compare myself to you or you to me. Like, nope, Christ is our standard. We put ourselves up against the light of Jesus. And it's like, all right, it's not if you find imperfections. When? when? And when you do, what are you going to do for those? Are you just going to try to fill it with wax, paint over it, and act like everything's fine, and you're too blessed to be depressed? And you're, you know, no. Hashtag Instagram worthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, or are you just going to be honest and say, I need the grace of God right here in my life? Mm. You know, because there's another pottery art that I think uh, talks about the gospel in a great way. And this is Japanese pottery, right? Here we go geeking out on pottery with Pastor Nick. Pottery. Welcome to Pottery with Pastor Nick. <laughs> um, it's called Kintsuji. It's Japanese pottery. Okay. And so let's say you have a really nice piece of pottery, but it breaks. Most people would throw it out. Kintsuji. Is that they remake it? They like remake they... it with gold. Yep. And they inlay yep. it with gold. So not only is it stronger because gold. More beautiful. It's more beautiful and more valuable. Because that's gold in it. The value goes up. And so God takes us and our brokenness and our insincerities mm. are wax cracks, whatever. And he feels it with the gold of his grace. Yeah. So not only bringing back purpose and, but also increasing our value. Cause so, so many, sorry. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Cause so many times we, we stop at the, Oh, that has a crack. We're going to chuck it out. Yeah. And it's a waste. Like yep. we're, and I hear that so much. Like I have no value, mm-hmm. you know, when we compare ourselves to others, when we hold ourselves up to anything other than Christ, you know, Oh, I have no, I don't bring anything to the team. I have no value. I wish I, and we do that instead of continuing on, you know, and instead of pressing on further where the comma is, we yeah. put a period. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, Oh, that's the end of the story. It's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 there's more. Yep. You're not a waste you're actually, watch the process, you're about to be more valuable, and here's why. It's the big butts of the Bible. 
the song that came to my mind yep. that hasn't <laughs> Sir mix a lot. Yep. Yeah. So so it's the big butts of the Bible. And the first time somebody told me that, I I honestly responded the exact same way. Like my middle school oh my inner gosh. lost needs Just Jesus. For a second I went back to spirit. seventh grade. Yeah, exactly. Look through scripture and and you'll hear uh, a line and it's like, Yeah, we're sinners, but God did mm. this. And it's a great study to look at all the but gods, but gods. Uh, in Scripture. And those are the big buts in the Bible or whatever. And so I always love saying that just because it gets responses like that. But like what you're talking about is, uh, I was thinking of Second Corinthians 12, where um, Paul writes, quoting Jesus, My grace is sufficient mm-hmm. for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And so if we fill our uh, insincerities, if we fill our cracks with wax and paint over them, we have just removed any opportunity for Jesus to come in and fill the brokenness of our life mm. with his grace. What we're saying is, hey, we're filled up. We're good to go. We look good on the outside. And he's like, the moment you put anything warm or whatever, like it's going to, that that wax is going to melt. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, oh, hey, this will work. You know, it, they literally were just, it's a scam. It was a counterfeit almost yeah. in a way. We've been talking about counterfeits on a Sunday. And and instead, so we're looking at Jesus and saying, hey, we don't need your grace. We're filled up. We're good to go on our own. When in reality, just give it time and that wax is not going to hold up. Yeah. But if we allow, you know, go back to the whole Japanese art form, Kintsuji, allow that gold to fill in the cracks. Like it's stronger. It's going to hold up. And like that's where it's like my grace is sufficient for you and the power is made perfect in your weakness. And so we have to have long-term thinking instead of short-term thinking. We have to change our mindset and say, okay, this is, this is an area of my life that I'm experiencing brokenness. And at the same time, it's an opportunity yeah. for you to experience grace. Yep. But if you can't examine your own life, if you can't test your own life, like if, you know, a lot of people walk away, oh, I'm perfectly fine. I don't need anything. Then you're, you're saying no to God mm. and you don't need anything in your, like, like we have to be able to examine ourselves and say, nope, I need help here. Yeah. And it might just be, it's not like, yes, I'm talking about full salvation, yeah. but for us as believers, as who John is talking to, he's talking to believers. So we're not talking in the sense of our salvation, but we're talking in the sense of our sanctification mm. to become more like Christ. You know, he, he needs to work and, and we need to be open and honest in our lives to allow him to work in our lives for it. Yeah. But a lot of times, what do we do as Christians? We put on the mask. We act like everything's fine. And when, when there's those rare occasions that we are open and honest with one another, what do we say? Oh, that's so refreshing because that's usually not the normal. Mm. And I love the line. I don't know who originally said it. I think maybe Ragamuffin. You remember Ragamuffin's real name? You know who I'm talking about? I don't. You don't even know who I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about. Oh, okay. I don't know who Ragamuffin is. Man, Google it as I'm talking about him. But I think it was him. He said... So, you know, I'm going to blank. I'm going to be thinking about what his name is instead of. I got you. I got you. Okay. He's getting the name. I want to try to get it before you can find it. That's the problem. <laughs> I can picture his face. Rich Mullins. There it is. <laughs> got it. Got it before Google. There we go. All right. So I think it's a Rich Mullins quote that it's like, you know, you don't go to church because you have it all together. You go mm. to church because you're broken yes. and you don't have it all together. Yeah. Like, so let's let's take our families. Like, when we wake up and it's like, hey, it's uh, we need to go to church. Even though, like, uh, at least for me and my family, we come separate. Like, I I come early and then 
and then my family follows. You we guys come together as a family because she's on staff. Exactly. Yeah. But in doing that, what we are communicating and articulating to even our spouses and our families, I don't have it all together and I need Jesus. Yeah. You know, our neighbors see us consistently every Sunday, get up, leave, and oh, there goes the Pierces again. They must be going to church. Yep. Like, obviously here down in the Ozarks, our neighbors don't really see us. We don't, I think we had like one. But where were we at up in St. Joe? Like, we had a lot of neighbors, and they just kind of knew, like, yeah, Pierces go to church on yep. Sunday. We're, we're communicating to them. We don't have it all together, and we need Jesus. Everybody that we're driving into church, you know, and there's all these people getting out of their cars, and everybody that we see walking in, like, who are we fooling? Yeah. You know, it's like we're walking into the hospital. I mean, like, like we're perfectly nuts. healthy. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like, oh, no, I'm just here to, to what? No, you're sick. And you need it. it <laughs> Jesus said, I didn't, you know, a physician or the sicker who need a physician, not the healthy. Was, but we want to walk around church with our mask on, full of wax, painted up, saying, oh, yeah, I'm not sick. I listened to a, I think it was a podcast. Um, and they were talking about. Oh, it might have been the one podcast that you and that we upsetting the gram. Yeah, upsetting the gram, because um, I saw it on those Instagram. Dudes, and he those was, dudes oh, wrecked man. my life. But it was how arrogant of you to walk into the hospital <laughs> with a bunch of sick people, touting how healthy you are. Like no one in the right mind would do that. Yet, how many times do we do that on a Sunday morning? where we walk in and act like, oh, that you know, we've tested the spirit this week. We've got it all together. Our finances are good. Our relationships are good. We've witnessed to every single person on our show. Like, we have got it yeah. in line, knocked out, ready to go. And then, like you said, how refreshing is it when, for whatever reason or the, you know, something provides itself where someone gets to, whether it's during the message or after the message, someone share their struggle yeah. or life group or whatever it is, how refreshing it is to go, oh, man, that's a good word. Like, I needed to just be reminded yeah, that sure. I'm not the only one struggling. And and in the other side of the spectrum, too, like, I love that. How arrogant are we to walk into the hospital and act like we're not sick? Yeah. Right? And then the other side of it where uh, I think something that happens a lot in the church is because we're broken, we isolate ourselves from other people because we think mm, we're the only on. sick ones. Yep. And that happens Such so much. Manipulation. Satan's biggest thing to get yeah. us alone. And and okay, so I I'm, feel I'm I trying feel to very strong. I'm, I'm praying in my heart right now to bring this up or not. Okay, so in this, like, let's talk about some some practical ways that we do this. Okay, I want I want to tread very lightly, seriously, and very, very lightly. lightly, very lightly on this. Like, I there's a lot of uh, pain and hurt that this topic brings up to families. And so I want to tread lightly, but speak into it. Um, and this is something that me and my wife have not experienced. Mm -hmm. We have four wonderful, beautiful kids. Mm -hmm. We've only been pregnant four times. Mm -hmm. We did not have any issues getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. We lost no, we, we, we never had a miscarriage or anything like that. So I speak from an ignorance a personal ignorance knowing I don't know what that feels like. Okay. Yeah. So hear my heart, please. With that, what's hard at churches, specifically even here at Calvary at times, is we have a lot of young families. Mm -hmm. And it seems like everybody just had a kid <laughs> or is getting ready to have a kid. There is something in the water. You blink. It, <laughs> it's yeah. In, it's here. yeah. 
Like, you know, like we, that is how we are growing the church here at Calvary. Like in, in about two years, our kids men is going to be bursting at the seams more than what it is right now. Okay. What I have seen, even just within that issue is because we, and we season up in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're all in the same kind of seasons. And so, oh, this couple, this couple just had a kid. This one's going to be pregnant. And then here's this couple that's struggling. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's hard for them to be around everybody else that doesn't share the same struggles. That is 100% our story. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that is honestly an opportunity to allow the Lord to work, or it's also a foothold. Mm -hmm. Because what we say is, oh, I don't want to be around because it's too hard and the reminders. And it's like, the first thing Satan will want to do is isolate us, right? Yep. And, and... And trying to think, like, again, trying to tread very lightly in this, because this is very real pain, and I never want to, like, we're always very sensitive at Mother's Day, really sensitive at Father's Day. Like, we want to be sensitive to that, but also bring bring light into it. Don't don't try to remove yourself from the body because of that. You know, be real, be honest, but keep, don't forsake the assembling together. There's a reason mm-hmm. for that. And I talked about that a little bit on Sunday. Like we, that's, that's where we need the body. We don't need to leave the body. Yeah. And sometimes I think we're quick to allow our brokenness and our raw and our imperfections. Yeah. We probably just need to bow out quietly. Yep. And it's like, and a lot of times when we hear of people that have removed themselves from the body, let it be a local body of church. I mean, I've been a pastor for 10 years in a couple different churches. Every time we have heard somebody leaving the body, there's some form of brokenness and issue that they felt like I just couldn't be here. Yep. And it's either because we're comparing ourselves to each other, oh, which boy. again, I don't mm-hmm. know what that's like. I don't know what it's like to try to celebrate your new life of pregnancy and still grieve my loss. Yep. I don't know. So like, Please give me grace in that. What I do know is I want to I want to weep with those that weep, yeah. and I want to rejoice with those that rejoice. Yep. And and sometimes I'm weeping, but I need to rejoice with you. And sometimes I need to rejoice and then weep with you know, or yeah. vice versa, whatever it was. I already got confused. And so, and that's and that's just one instance. Yeah. That's just one instance. It's like you know, I think of like Forrest Gump with Lieutenant Dan. Like, okay, I don't have any legs, and I don't want to be around anybody that walks that's not good because you, you're still a part of the body and, and, and God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Stay connected to the body. Don't, don't walk in and acting like you, you're not sick and you don't need a oh, doctor, yeah. but on the other end, don't let your brokenness isolate you either. Yep. Cause that's again, another thing that we'll think is like, Oh, nobody knows what it's like. Nobody knows what I'm going through. And every time that we have brought any kind of brokenness into the light, me and my wife personally, Anytime we've been open or public about something like let it be, you know, we've had struggles with anxiety. So that is something I can speak into very intelligently instead of uh, the other issue. Every time we've brought that into the light and just kind of just laid it out there raw and bare. We didn't wait until it was healed up, which I think is another issue with the church. Every time we do testimony nights, we always wait for the but God part. Mm. Um, And I have a story on that real quick, but you know, just come real, come honest. And if the wound is still there, the wound's there. It's okay. You don't, you don't have to tie a pretty bow on it or have completion yeah. or like, it's okay to rest in what is still, um, a process. Yeah. We, we had a really good friend in our, in our life group at our old church. Um, him, uh, and his girlfriend were both a part of our life group and one spontaneous like night they went on a date. He dropped her off like 
one in the morning or something like that at home. He goes home and then we get a call from her sister who lived just down the street from us. And they said they're taking her by ambulance to the hospital and they were doing CPR on her. And so I had to go, I, me, me and Ashley, I had to go call my friend. He came to our house, said, Hey, we got to go to the ER right now. And she died. She died throughout the night. There was nothing they could do. And she died. And, and it was like three weeks later, we were doing like a worship and prayer and testimony night. And, and me and my friend, like I said, Hey, like, I want to ask you something to do something very bold and courageous. Like I want you to give your testimony within this situation. We didn't have the, but God yet. We were still right in the middle of it. Waiting for the, but God. Yeah, we were, yeah, yeah, we were in the waiting. We were in between the already and the not yet. We didn't know what God was going to do. Now he's happily married to a wonderful girl. It's, it's great. Full yeah. restoration. But there was, there was, a, there was a valley of pain right mm-hmm. there. And we gave that testimony. And so we did it kind of this style in front of the whole church interview style, talking through it. And it was very emotional, very hard. Like she was a part of our church. Like this mm-hmm. was, it wasn't like some off story yeah. five years ago, but now look what God's done. You know, we think of Job. Oh, at the end of it. And then he has 10 more kids and everything's perfectly fine. No, he still the grieved end. the loss of his first yeah. 10. And so we were just right in the middle of the testimony. And we just kind of had to leave it there because that's all we knew yet. And the awkwardness of that. And in like this kind of almost like where church is always, where's, I'm it's, waiting for it. Like, yeah. where's the, it's but like God we moment. had to give reason to praise God. And it's like, no, God alone is the reason that we praise him. Cue the casting crown songs. I'll praise you in the storm. Yeah. And we say all those things. We worship through until songs like us. that until it's us, till we're in the middle of it. And we just want God to finish up, wrap up the story. And it's like, just trust the author and just keep walking with him yeah. in that. So personal testimony time, because your first topic is our story. Yeah, you said completely. that. Go ahead. So my wife and I are expecting our now third child yep. in a month. Um Uncle Nick is what you named him, right? <laughs> Named her? her? Uncle Nick Uncle is what, Nick. Yeah. yeah. that's the we first name. We named her. Every every person that is pregnant, I always tell them, you're going to name, you're gonna name Uncle Nick? Uh, Uncle Nick, and they're like... I'm going to put that on Instagram when it comes out. <laughs> Introducing now, Uncle Nick. I will give you $20. <laughs> you're going to have to give me way more than that. My wife would crucify oh, me. All right. We'll, um, we'll talk. Can so we do a GoFundMe page for that? I Go would ahead. totally do it. Let's do it. So for uh, our first daughter, Layton, um, we struggled in ministry. I was a student pastor for eight years. Uh, in ministry, we struggled for just a little over a year to get pregnant. Okay. Which I love being in ministry. Sometimes the worst time to be in ministry is when you're young newlyweds because everybody in the church is like, when are you getting pregnant? When are you getting pregnant? When are you getting pregnant? And real quick, don't if, ask that question. If you are a parent of adult kids or you're a grandparent of adult kids that just got married, Stop asking that question. You're asking. We're not going to go. Down. Yeah, like, yeah, you're you're asking like, hey, how much do you guys have, have sex? Yeah. But like, stop asking that question because you what don't mean? know the battle. Mm. And 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 let's say it's not a fertility issue or can't get pregnant. Like, it's not always God's will for us to have kids. Mm. Like, one of that is like, if, yep. like I have a cousin. They they don't have any kids, and that's their choice. Okay, that doesn't mean anything Nothing wrong yep. or defective or anything like that. Like. Quit mm, asking the wrong that's questions. Good. That's good. That's like when I had cancer, walking up like, hey, when are you going to get done with this cancer? Oh, I'm sorry. I can't, you know, move oh, chemotherapy along for you that my, you know, moon face and bald head is, you know, offending you. I'll try to, I'll try to move along this chemotherapy process, oh, you know. Man. Isn't that the same thing that we're saying? It, it is. Okay, keep going. It is. So we, um, we have, we have, obviously we have a but God story in that. 
um, that was the hardest year of our life because in that time we had uh, staff members that got pregnant. Mm. Um, we had people who didn't want to get pregnant, get pregnant. And I remember in the, in the midst of it, being in ministry, I remember walking into a Sunday night. So we had middle school on Wednesday, high school on Sunday. And I remember walking in, we would do our kind of little huddle team huddle mm-hmm. and stuff. And my team knew something was off. Like Lynn and I were just in a bad spot. And one of my leaders pulled me aside and said, what, like, you cannot do tonight. Like something is wrong. Yeah. And I just broke. And I like, I remember sitting with our team and just saying, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this anymore. Like I am angry at God. I don't get why I've given all of like just the justification and, and the ridiculousness of it. And so fast forward, we get pregnant. What an amazing story that is. Yeah. Um, love our girl. We surprisingly get pregnant again except we lose this one. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking trying to get pregnant and not getting pregnant was hard. That was nowhere near walking through losing a child. Um, I vividly, really vividly remember that staff meeting time. Dude, I, I lost it. I remember like crumbling in your arms. Mm -hmm. I remember it was, it was hell for, two or three weeks. I didn't know how to cope. I didn't know how to function. I didn't know what to do. And having walked through that situation, yeah, um, I still reverted back to the, you know, being angry and, you know, the, who the blankety blank are you God to, yeah. you know, I don't want to walk through this again. Um, but the, the crazy part about that was, is the, but God moment wasn't when we got pregnant again. Uh, the, but God moment was, um, just because I'm in ministry, there were so many opportunities where it either just kind of fell out of my mouth or people knew I was off and I had, you yeah. know, it just kind of, it just happens. It's kind of hard to mask. It. Yeah. And so, um, and I'm one of those, we've talked about it. I want transparency. I don't want to pretend like everything's okay. And so we found out just very quickly how many people specifically in our church here at Calvary have experienced the loss of a child. Yeah. And it was so, um, so comforting without anyone else saying anything else, just to know that because what Len and I did would, we would come to work, we would go home and we would cry all night because we felt like we're the only ones struggling with this until we'd walk in on a Sunday morning. And it would be like, it was almost like the Lord still small voice saying, Hey, I'm still here in the, in the midst of this trial. Um, you know, this, you are not alone because what Satan wanted me to believe was the lie that we were alone. Yeah, we, we were the only ones struggling with this. We were the only ones walking through that. And we knew in our minds that what, like, yeah. you know, you 18 know inches, that. 18 inches. Yeah, you know that, but you don't feel that. Oh, no, no. I know that with my head. Yeah. I don't believe it in my heart. Yeah, exactly. And that was, and here we are. I don't even know the time frame. Yeah, and I think there was even like one Sunday morning you did fairly recent after the loss. I hosted and it came you out of my mouth. And it came out. On accident, because I texted my wife and said, I'm so sorry, I because we hadn't told, but yeah. I think staff. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of was one of the Lord's, you know, not shutting the lion's mouths, just kind of yeah. opening my, and just like, <laughs> rec- just like, whoa. And I was like, yeah. as soon as it came out, I went, I've made a terrible, like for, at least for my family, I've made yeah. a terrible mistake. And that was one of the first Sundays where it was like, we had people come up to us and love, and where my wife was at and where I were at were two very different places. Yeah, yeah. My wife is way more private than I am, and I totally get that. And 
I just said, hey, I, I immediately went to her, like interrupted her class, said, I'm really sorry. I've made a terrible mistake. And it was so cool because we talked the rest of the the rest of that afternoon about how many people came up to us. And that week, even the text messages that were, hey, you know, our kids prayed tonight for you guys. We just want you to know how much we love and appreciate yeah. you. And I was like, now I'm crying tears of joy because it's yeah. like, I can't take that back. I can't fix it. I can't. Oh, we didn't so know good. we were pregnant. Yeah. You know, like we had this, that wasn't the but God story. The but God story was just the fact that in our grief and in our sorrow, um, the community that rallied, you know, mm. that rallied around us. And here we are in 30 days, exactly one month from today, yeah. give or take, we're going to have another little girl. Uncle Nick. I am not naming her Uncle <laughs> Nick. No, it is, it is really, um, That is how do we normalize that? Because that is just one couple with one issue that others can Mm. connect with and they know, but how many people and hopefully listening even now have issues that they feel like, I don't know if I can open up and be honest about that because here's the kicker. There's no sin issue right here whatsoever. Like it wasn't like you guys did something wrong and now this was God's punishment. Like, this was just one of those like hard things of life, you know, but how many people even have that like embarrassing private sin thing? And it's like, I can't be open and honest about yeah. that. And that's one thing that I think we hear continually, even, even from little announcements like you or pastor Sean, you know, sermons that people hear, like just the openness, the realness. And it's like, because we've held ourselves up against the light of Christ. Mm. There's so many cracks that we've tried to fill with wax and, and we're just allowing, like, all right, there's another one, Lord. Yep. Pull the wax out. Fill it with your grace. Yep. There's one right there, Lord. You know, it doesn't matter how big, how small, like, a, a hole in my coffee cup here is not going to hold liquid yep. well. You know, it's not going to be a good vessel. And it's like, oh, here's where I'm doing it again, Lord. Take the wax out. Yeah. Make me pure. Make me sincere. Fill it with your grace. And and I don't know, how do we how do you normalize that outside of, just everybody, you, you have to have a few bold, it's courageous such a people. Hard oh, thing. yeah. Because, like, I, I feel like coming out of that, that is something that I'm still processing with the Lord. Like, I feel that maybe someplace down the road, because I've experienced that, there has to be some sort of ministry or something where I, that me and my wife, can help the church and people that have experienced that's and we're talking about yeah. one thing yeah, which one everyone thing. you know it's so oh, yeah. different stories are so different but for me to be able to say like the normalization of the church is a hospital for the sick mm-hmm. and the hurting why do we keep walking and pretending like we have it all together yeah and i love the line that talks about again who knows who said this someone like, somewhere said who's something who's way smarter than us <laughs> You know, the things that God delivers us from, he sends us right back to. Oh, yes. You know, like I have no context to be able to look at somebody and say, okay, hey, you're addicted to drugs right now. Let me help you. The best I got is I took a substance abuse counseling class in my undergrad. Mm -hmm. Yippee. I crammed for that test, so I don't remember a whole lot, but I got an A in the class, right? Or I could read this book. But I could look at somebody who has, who is going through something that I have been through. So I can look at a cancer patient, somebody that was misdiagnosed, and say, "I know what you're going through. Yeah, I know what that feels like. Yeah." And so, hence me even saying earlier about my ignorance. I I don't know what that's like, 
but you do. I do. You do. And that is a platform. Unfortunately, I do. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I do. And the same for me. Like if a cancer, somebody had diagnosed with cancer walked up to you, you couldn't say, oh, hey, I watched Grey's Anatomy and they have cancer patients. Let me tell you what you need to do. No. Super insensitive and so, yeah. should not. You know, now that doesn't mean that we can't be somewhat of a comfort like, hey, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to love you through this. But there is something about when you connect with somebody over that same thing and you finally feel like, I'm not alone. I really mm. am. I like, I know that, but now I'm believing like, because yeah. we have more people being open and honest, more people that are willing to hold themselves up against the light, say, Hey, there's the wax. Let's get some grace in there. Let's be real and honest with one another. And that's the community that we're called to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, that is so far more what the church was supposed to be about than honestly, anything that we've maybe made it about instead of the whole country club mentality type thing. So, And you talk about one of the things that I appreciate you talk about is, and especially having walked through that, the ministry of presence. There's not any amount of theological conversation, Bible reading, not that those aren't important and they don't have a place. Um, And and I will just lovingly say this, the amount of ignorant, stupid things that were said to us (laughs) by well-intentioned, Jesus-loving, Bible-believing people Mm -hmm. didn't help. Yeah. And that's not like that's not yeah. on them. We we haven't. There's no class. We don't talk about like we we tend to shy away from those mm-hmm. hard things because we don't want to step on toes and we don't want to have a cry fest in the middle of service. Yeah. But you know, it was just one of those things that for us, the ministry of presence of someone just walking up to me and saying, "Hey, I see you. Yeah. And if you need something, I'm here." Yeah. To know that we had an army of people that would have come, made food for us, clean our house, take care of our daughter send us on a date. Like they literally at the drop of a hat, mm-hmm. you know, would have done anything and everything for us. And I just go, that's like, that's the church being the church. Yeah. And that's because you, you hear people when they hear, let, let's take a secondary person that hears of someone that's going through something really, really hard. I just don't know what to say. You don't have to say anything. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's a reason because the best thing you can do is not speak. Mm. Well, I just don't know what to do. Maybe the best thing is just to sit there. You know, you think of Job's friends rolled up and they just sat there, I think, for seven days. They didn't say anything. They didn't do anything. They just sat next to a weeping man that lost his kids. He's covered in boils and he has a nagging wife. Yep. I mean, there's a reason to grieve right there. (laughs) Three reasons, right? There's a sermon there somewhere. (laughs) There's something. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, God takes everything away except the nagging wife, you know. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. But that's, it's like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Nothing. Just sit there in case in point when this all happened your wife did that your wife showed up at my doorstep (laughs) and I remember my wife hearing the knock at the door and we were sitting in our bedroom which was we had already we'd already lost the baby yeah our house was a mess Mm -hmm. we didn't know how to function for us the world stopped and we totally judged you for the dirty house I'm sure you you. did I I my wife my wife sat and cried when your wife like when I opened the door and she hugged me and said, where's London? And I said, she's in the bedroom. She doesn't, she doesn't want you to go in there. She's a mess. The house is a mess. And she looked right at me and said something effective. That's the dumbest thing. Like, and she walked in my bedroom and I never forget London was sitting on her side of the bed and she went and sat down next to her, stepped over dirt. Good. I, it was, I was a mess, stepped over dirty clothes and just sat with her and let my wife cry. And it's like, in that moment, that was the most Christ-like thing anyone yeah. could have done. Because as a man, there were just things. My wife needed mm-hmm. a woman in her life. Like, there yeah. wasn't anything I could do but hold her. But she needed somebody else. And I, I left. I went and picked my daughter up and just 
gave them that time. And it was such like my wife still talks about that, that moment, how much she cherishes and how much the Lord spoke to her and her heart, you know, in that situation. And her and Ashley talked for an hour and a half, but she said, I don't know even what Ashley said. It was just the fact that she was willing to be here and nobody asked. I mean, she just was like, got in the car, showed up and was like, I'm like, I'm not, not leave. Like I'm not leaving until I get to see your wife. And it was like, that's, you know, and, and those moments where, you know, the Lord speaks through somebody else by their actions and not Mm -hmm. even, you know, their words. And, and sometimes we don't even know what we need, (laughs) you know, like, we that's, that's a whole another that's where we need the body because it's like you know hey we can we can look at ourselves and we know the right things we're supposed to do you know diet exercise going back to the whole physical health and examination whatever da, da, da. there's sometimes i i don't even know what i need yeah. and it's somebody else with that expertise or with that understanding to walk in and say here l- let me let me just sit with you let me lead mm. let me guide a little bit you know so good instead of so good yeah so I don't know how we got on that topic. I don't either. That was not. That wasn't it's planned. Good. I. That wasn't planned. No, that was not planned at all. The Holy I, Holy Spirit's over here, just like you two are cute. You <laughs> you thought you guys had a plan. You, you shut up. Stop yeah. talking about. <laughs> you, you, you take care of it. So, oh, that's what I love. That's what I love. It's Nick has no idea what we're gonna sit down and talk about. We don't. We don't have notes before, and that's we've or said the that rabbit before. Holes that we're gonna yeah, go like, down. That's or. the the fun part of not not coming into the podcast with a flippant attitude of like, Oh, we got to yeah. do this. Let's just shotgun something out. Like yeah. having notes, which apparently I didn't have enough notes. I should have, you know, copy and <laughs> pasted, yeah. but you know, having that and then just leaving, leaving room for the spirits move. And be like, Hey, that's cute. You want to talk about that? Here's what yeah. we're really going to talk about. Cause the Lord knows who's listening. Yeah. And maybe today there's someone who's listening that that hits home, you know, or that really, they, they, they understand that yeah. because they're walking through it. So on both sides, like, Examine yourself and look at your life, look at your heart, and where where in my arrogance am I saying I'm not sick and I don't need help? Mm. And then on the other side of the spectrum, where are we so broken that we're trying to recluse ourselves yeah. away from the body? Don't do that. Don't do that either. Don't do that. You know, and like, and that's the hard thing, just walking in with just a real, honest, open, dependent, like I. I need the Lord here. Yeah. Like this, this is my, and the hard thing to allow somebody to sit with you, Mm. allow somebody to be the ministry of presence. And, and it's going to take a massive dose of humility, but allow that because again, Jesus wants to work in and through us, not around us. You know, we, we are his vessels. And so it, it, it isn't about, is actually going to sit here next to you through it, or is that person or your life group leader or whatever? No, no, no. Like, will you allow Christ to be present in your life? And he's going to he's going to use people. Yeah. The same way we do it in anything else, we talk about that until we're in the hot seat and we're the ones that need people in our lives. So, like, don't recluse. Don't be arrogant. Just bring an honest, open heart before the Lord and just allow him to do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And don't be, don't be surprised at who he's going to bring around you. Because it's going to be exactly who you need. That's good. That seems like a good... Uh, Welcome to the breakdown. Seems like a good uh, ca- uh, cause, pause, pause or comma to put yeah, in today's episode. We'll call that a day. Hey, 
Thanks so much for listening or watching to The Breakdown. We want to hear from you. Uh, make sure and check out our social channels. Basically, everything, every social media outlet we have is just Calvary Chapel, L-O-T-O. Um, feel free to uh, share the podcast with your friends and family members. Not for us to gain popularity, but it does help when you search The Breakdown and there's 12,000 other breakdowns yeah. and they start ranking them by like, who has the most listens and views? But you can find uh, the podcast version on your favorite podcasting platform or you can find it on our YouTube channel, Kyrie Chapel, L-O-T-O. But we'll hang up the mics. We'll turn the lights and cameras and sound equipment off for today and wrap up. What is episode six? This is, is, this is our sixth episode. Look at us go. Going strong. So for uh, six weeks, so we'll wrap it up today. We will, uh, we'll be back. Oh, we got to talk about next week. Yeah, we got to talk about next week. We've got conference in Florida. Oh, we should do it there. I know. I thought about. It. We'll figure it out. We may we'll do it next that. week, but we'll see you the next time. Have a great day, week, whenever, wherever you're watching this. We'll see you guys later.